You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT companion podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk more WWE NXT on the USA Network and, of course, the Peacock. I think this is episode 612 of NXT, and I think we are moving towards another takeover, correct? In your house. That's right! The second in-your-house takeover, hosted by Todd Pettengill, who hosted the last... Uh, in your house uh, takeover event. Uh, I, I, I wonder I wonder if this will be in front of a larger group of fans or not. It's not like they couldn't. They absolutely could uh, do like open the take down some of those video screens and maybe take down all of the video screens and then just put people mm. in there. They've certainly put um, more people in that space before or before it was the CWC. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. So we'll I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. Um, and maybe, maybe they should. I, I feel like NXT's really been hurting from their, their lack of crowd. So, I don't know. We're we're building towards that show with this one, and I think this was a pretty good episode for the most part. Jacqueline, are you ready to dive in? Yeah, and uh, just to really let you, to let you know quickly, like I'm not seeing tickets on sale. So I don't oh. know what that means. Okay, so maybe they're still, maybe they're still um, not ready to to pull the trigger on that. Then I guess. I guess not. So just to just, I don't want to like set you up for like disappointment here. So I want yeah. you to go and know what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. All right. So to start the show, we get another promo of the uh, Cross and Finn um, rivalry. Um, yes. So, but it's long, which makes me think that they're running out of like things to do on the show, that they're playing these long recap videos. Uh, Absolutely. This is also the feeling that I sort of got. Yeah. I was like, whatever. Um, Worth noting, though, we see Vic, Wade, and Beth um, standing out like out in front of the announce booth, and they all match wearing blue suits. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a thing to note. Yeah. Uh, And. Yes, and we start off our episode. Our first match is a women's tag team number one contender match. We have Shotzi and Ember versus Raquel and Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shotzi and Raquel start. Shotzi jumps on Raquel's back. Raquel rips her off by her head um, and then catches Shotzi and throws her into the corner. Ember in and goes for something, but Raquel stops it and then catches Ember, who responds with a hurricanrana and probably the best one I've seen Raquel receive. Mm-hmm. Worth noting. Um, then they pin each other um, a bit and then run around the outside of the ring a bit. Um, Dakota in and an assisted stomp to Ember's chest for a two. Raquel back in and whips Ember into the corner. Dakota in and then Shotzi. Shotzi tosses Dakota. And then lots of high energy movements. Reverse sling blade by Shotzi and then a senton um, to the back of Dakota's neck while she's sitting up against the ropes. It didn't look pretty. 
Um, Ember back in, some tandem moves. Ember with a standing moonsault for a two. Shotzi back in, and she drops Dakota on her head. Um, and then a cloverleaf. Raquel pulls Dakota out of the hold. Um, and then Raquel gets in and drops uh, elbows on Shotzi's face and covers for a two. Um, Dakota, I guess, got back in over the commercial at some point. Um, and then Ember and Raquel both get in, and Ember just extends. Explodes and then with flying knees to the midsection. Dakota back in, covers, but Shotzi breaks it up at two. Shotzi back in, pushes um, back Dakota with a step up in Seguri. Dakota goes into the corner, um, and then they go for a tandem move, but Raquel in to interfere. Dakota going for the scorpion kick, but Ember catches her into this intense-looking hold um, that Raquel again breaks up. Raquel goes to power slam Ember, who reverses into a modified eclipse, then tandem offense on Dakota um, and Shotzi and Ember win. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed a lot of stuff here because they were just going so fast, but like not in a chaotic way. I thought it was very controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was a great way to start off the show. Me I too. really wish Dakota and Raquel won, though. I'm yeah. a little sad that they yeah. didn't. Oh, I mean, I feel like we are heading down a path to their eventual breakup. I see them wanting to do the story of, I mean, they've already started it a little bit where they're like, Raquel's personality has changed a little bit. She's a little more baby face ish and Dakota is still as heelish as ever. And they're sort of like uh, on an agree to disagree basis. They're still friends, but they kind of see things a little differently. And I think if they're playing their cards right here, this is going to lead to a good breakup and a good feud over the title and jealousy and things like that. I feel like yes. I feel like they could have done that regardless of who oh, won absolutely. this match. Because um, and you know what, I agree with it. In fact, I may knock off a, a a quarter star just because I feel like this would be better served if Dakota and Raquel had won. Because then they could mm-hmm. go to the, they could continue to build that momentum. Dakota could still get her hopes up about becoming a champion. And they could have yes. their title match and then they would lose. And Dakota could lose that match. She could be the one to get the pin and then blame Raquel for it. Like you weren't there to break it up or you weren't there to, to stop them or whatever. Like it, I feel it like it just makes could do sense. More. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this works too, but it just feels like you're going to get there sooner than, mm-hmm. than drawing it out a little bit more. But I thought this match was, was really good. It was a good opener. I went two and three quarters. I went a full three. Oh, excellent. Then Grapple is, uh, and their infinite wisdom says 2.72 as I refresh it. Yes, 2.72. Two and three quarters as well, essentially. All right. So kind of there. Post-match, though, to your point, Raquel not turning full baby's face quite yet because she smashes everyone and then puts Shotzi um, face first into the barricade yes. after putting her back first into the plexiglass. So we're not quite there yet because um, she's no. still bowling over everyone, which yeah, I am she's... here for. I love the strong woman story. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, me too. She's walking the line a little bit. I think it's. I think it comes across more in promos, maybe. It but... does. Absolutely. But not in action. So, which no. makes me like, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. So, I like what they're doing with They this. still might be doing a slow burn to this breakup, but yeah. Slow one. Yes. Um, we get um, Thatcher and Champa promo next. <laughs> still sitting in front of the, you know, 
rolling door thing. Yes. Um, and they recognize that they are not quite done with the grizzled young veterans yet. So um, that's still happening. Um, and I don't get too much into like the actual content. I just have to say, I love how these promos end with Champa throwing the chair <laughs> and it's, Thatcher smiling. It's the creepiest thing, but it makes me laugh every time. It's every never, time. it's never not funny to me. Champa just like hurling the chair. Uh, yeah, like he's so angry, and then Thatcher just sits there smiling, and I'm like, I don't know how to, I'm supposed to feel, so I, I just think, laugh. And this time, and this time, I think. Uh, Thatcher came back and also like hurled his chair yes, too. He did. <laughs> he, he's slowly he's slowly learning to be more like Tommaso more Ciampa. Like Ciampa. Yes. <laughs> God, God help us! But I actually am beginning <laughs> to really like the two of them together. Mm-hmm. I think they're fun. So I think that they found something to do with Thatcher that's good. Yeah. Um, which is good. Uh, next we get a Bobby Fish and Pete Dunn hype video, and honestly, um, I don't need any of this to know that Pete Dunn's gonna win, right? Um, mm-hmm. and as we get into the match for these two, um, so Bobby Fish, right? Yep. Coming out, first time we've seen him in, fi- in, a uh, singles like action. forever. Oh yeah, in a long time. And... I think he has the same music as Kyle O'Reilly because they both just suck and have like generic <laughs> guitar sounds. Yeah, this music is no good. It's not. Also, too, I was unaware this man was from Saratoga Springs. Yes. Um, but that's kind of cool. And also, he has a dead fish graphic. Yes. I don't know what that's supposed to tell the audience. Yeah. Uh, the, he's, What's happening? <laughs> he's, uh, he's some sort of zombie fish, perhaps. Uh, oh. To be fair, to be fair, the fish bone thing, if you're going to have some sort of fish graphic, I guess yeah. looks cooler than like an actual fish with, you know, scales Yeah, it or looks very like, yeah, but it, it doesn't look like hard. You know what I mean? Like, it's no. like... It looks like something you'd see on Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm feeling about all of this yet. <laughs> Maybe you should get like a piranha or something, like a vicious fish. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Or like just, or to, like, to your point, a zombified looking one who's like... <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just a little more artistic or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. These are all the thoughts I had pre-match. Now we finally get into it. Um... <laughs> Fish goes after Dunn, um, sweep kicks him. Dunn then takes Fish down with a forearm and then starts on the holds. Fish trying really hard to not get into a hold. Uh, Dunn going after Fish's bionic arm um, and then the neck. Fish tries to respond with some kicks and then an armbar attempt, but like this is Dunn's game. Um, so he was able to get his way um, somewhat out of it. Fish drops mm-hmm. Dunn um, elbow first into the ropes. Um, and keeps hitting Dunn um, and pushes him out of the ring. Dunn has a black eye somehow yeah. um, and has fish by the ankle, then stands on his hamstring and slaps his back. So very odd little movements here. Mm-hmm. Dunn then after um, the arm of fish and kicks him in the face. Fish, though, um, able to toss Dunn out um, to the corner. Fish with a spine buster, then looking for a hold, which Dunn gets out of by um, going after the fingers and then drops his shins on Fish's bad arm. Uh, Dunn back on offense, but Fish gets Dunn back back first into the ropes for a two. Fish then um, with knees to the midsection of Dunn, um, but Dunn backs 
um, back up quickly, stomps on the hand, then a suplex. But Fish comes back with maybe a flying forearm to get done, but mm-hmm. down for a little bit. Yeah. Um, done though, back and goes after the fingers. Fish able to roll through a submission attempt, but Dunn gets the bitter end and wins. Yes. Um, I mean, noble try by Bobby Fish, but mm-hmm. um, I believe we knew there's where this was going. Um, this was okay. This was fine. It was good. I yeah, guess. I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, this delivered better than I thought. It's been yeah. a long time since I've seen Bobby Fish wrestle a singles match. Usually he is the more boring portion of a tag match with Kyle O'Reilly. And or, or he's the sacrificial lamb who goes in yes. to like take on someone before someone else. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, on his own here, I thought he was better than he usually is in the tag matches. Uh, I agree. It's, it's not like he's bad in any of these matches. He's just not super stand outish, I guess. He was he was the Trent Seven of Undisputed Era. <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, I th- I thought this was good. Obviously, the right person won because Pete Dunn is on a way uh, like on his way to a, a much bigger match on the next episode of NXT and potentially an yep. NXT Championship match. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the right move here. I enjoyed yeah. this quite a bit. I went two and three quarters again. I went two and a half. Okie doke. And grapple, as I have to refresh the page. Wow, I'm having to do that a lot already. Uh, oh, 3.03. Wow. Okay, they like it much more than us. Mm-hmm. Um, post-match, though, Oni Lorkin, who still comes out with Pete Dunn. Yeah. Um, just goes destroying fish mm-hmm. um and in one of the coolest things i've seen um he has fish laying with with his back on the apron and lorkin has one foot on his throat and the other on the wrist of bobby fish which is stretched out like just into the air yes um which I'm, i was just like you really have to trust whoever's on you oh absolutely <laughs> like, right that is insane <laughs> That was absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the refs came out to tell Lorcan to leave. Um, and then Dunn just shrugs and starts walking. <laughs> yeah. Which was fantastic. It's like, he's dead already. Whatever. <laughs> he's like, eh, we'll just I, go. <laughs> I love the Pete Dunn shrug. That's, yeah. it's so good. It works as a good guy or a bad guy move, too. It really does, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Mercedes Martinez. She's um, on the road back to the title she wants us all to know that but as she's walking through backstage and telling us all that well boa hears this he steps Mm -hmm. out from the behind a door and just stares as she's walking away so yeah something's happening setting up for zaya lee presumably and mercedes at some point or may ying are we ever gonna see her wrestle i no i don't think so i don't know uh Next, we see Hit Row, um, and they are looking for championships. Yes, they um, are. Swerve wants to go after Karrion Cross or Finn Balor, so that's fun. Ashanti and Top Dalla want the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. But then Ashanti comes in and says he also wants to go after Kushida for the cruiserweight title, mm-hmm. which I'm like, that never gets called out. Yeah, so- which is good. Good to call it out. Yeah, so I think this is really fun, and I like that they're kind of set and swerve up for, like, you know, bigger things. So I think yes. this is I'm, – I'm really excited to 
with this group. I, and I love Top Dollar. <laughs> Top Dollar is so good. I want, we need, we need Ashanti and Top Dollar to win the tag titles. And then Ashanti can win the cruiserweight title. And then we need Top Dollar and Bronson Reed for the North American oh, yes. Championship. I would love yes. to see this. <laughs> that would actually be super fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're, that's Triple H, that's a free idea, my friend. I right? say take it and run with it. We are full of them. If someone just listened to the show, we'd get all the all the <laughs> right. things that we'd, the fans want. <laughs> all the royalty checks would be coming our way. If only. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Mercedes trying to build her way back up. She's out next versus um, Zeta um, Ramir. Yes. Um, so we start Mercedes picking up Zeta by her midsection and getting her on the mat face first, keeping her there for a moment, just grappling these two. Um, Zeta picks up a bit of offense and able to get a two count. Mercedes with a huge forearm to the face and then three double underhook suplexes um, and then a submission attempt with a dragon sleeper. Um, Zeta trying to flip over Mercedes, but it doesn't work. Mercedes gets back-to-back near falls. Um, then Zeta with a hurricanrana into a submission attempt, but Mercedes able to get to her feet and break the hold. Um, Zeta sitting on the top rope. Mercedes continues with the punches and then flips Zeta off the rope, followed by a knee to the face, um, and then an air raid crash for the win. Yes. Uh, Mercedes still a tough lady, and I like her, and this did what it needed to do. Yeah, there's sure. really not a lot to say about this. Uh, I I wonder if some people thought they were going to maybe do something with Zeta Ramir after she had that that win, but that was really more of a fluke thing to continue yeah. the to continue the story with Zoe Stark and and Tony Storm. But, if, but I also feel like this is it's a a step up from a squash match. Yeah, I would say... You know, uh, it's not like a pummeling. Yeah, I would say this maybe fits into... And I, I think I graded it as such, but I feel like this sort of fits into the competitive squash category where mm-hmm. it's not like a yeah. demolition of Zeta Ramirez. She got in some stuff, but uh, this was, mm-hmm. for the most part, all Mercedes. I went with a two. I went two and a quarter. Oh, okie doke. Uh, Grapple says 1.84. So not even wow. quite a two. Yeah, they were... To maybe to them, they're like, This is a squash, yeah, right. I mean, we kind of get one of those next, but we do not next, next, but yeah. Well, post match, the lights go out, and there is a red light and smoke that comes up first. Yes, Tian Sha Sha is coming for Mercedes, Mm -hmm. and then she looks confused as she's standing in the ring and she looks down at her hand, and there's an X on it. She's been marked. Crazy, Jacqueline. How did that happen? I don't know. Magic. The mysterious ways of Tian Sha. It's true. Um, Next we get what I'm going to call the weirdest thing on this show. It is Ted DiBiase versus Cameron Grimes. I mean, and that's after Mercedes Martinez magically having an X appear on her hand. I mean, that makes more sense than this. Um, So Ted... Before this starts, though, Ted DiBiase is backstage talking to Tony Storm. Yeah. Um, and then Robert Stone comes out and tries to talk to him. And <laughs> Ted just walks right by him. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was perfect. Um, so Grimes and DiBiase are in the match for, or in the mat for a million dollar face off. Um, but there's no actual money on the line. So this name is kind of a misnomer. Yeah. Um, 
Grimes wants answers as to why Ted is being so mean to him. He <laughs> idolizes Ted because he is so mean to people, but he's rich enough to get away with it. And honestly, what an odd reason to idolize someone. Right? I mean, could there be a more American reason? <laughs> I know, right? Um, but Ted DiBiase, maybe he's becoming a manager here because he's looking for talent to keep his legacy alive. Mm -hmm. He thought it was Cameron Grimes, but he doesn't think so. You hear my southern accent coming out a little bit here, too? Yep, yeah, I'm hearing but it. Then, but then all of a sudden, L.A. Knight's music interrupts Ted speaking in yeah. the worst way possible. Mm -hmm. Sound was not paying attention. Um, Knight, the opportunist, um, coming out, and the crowd all of a sudden is behind Cameron Grimes, who I guess is a face all of a sudden. Yeah, it's um, amazing how quickly that happened. <laughs> Well, I guess if it's L.A. Knight or Cameron Grimes. Oh, yeah. Gonna, yeah. To the moon every time, Jacqueline. To the moon. Um, Grimes is really pissed at L.A. Knight um, that he's even in there saying, you're not a millionaire. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. um, Knight then responds, though, by putting Grimes into the mat. Um, Ted DiBiase just laughs at it all, and the segment ends. Yes. Very odd. <laughs> this felt like... I mean, I, it seems like they're probably going to do some sort of thing with Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight, but it's it's really bizarre how they sort of went from Cameron Grimes, arrogant, rich guy to Cameron Grimes, rich guy you're kind of rooting for. Yeah, well, I mean, he's funny, I guess it's who you it's who you put him up against, too. Yes. Like, I don't know if you went with like an Oni Lorcan or someone like that, you'd be like, all right, well, mm -hmm. we'll see. Um, you see Frankie Monet backstage getting her hair and makeup done, ready for her debut. Um, but we don't get it quite yet because we see Indy and Candace running around backstage. Indy's looking for Dexter. Yes. Um, she runs into Everrise, and I love the bit that they're doing that no one knows who they are or what their little <laughs> show thing is. Even though they're there all the time. All the time! I absolutely love this. <laughs> I wanted to stay. Um, and then Drake Maverick, the meta wrestler, steps in yes. um, to help um, and points Indy into a dark room um, that has creepy-ass drawings of broken hearts all over the walls. So, yes. um, very violent. Very yeah. violent. Drake was um, very polite to her. He was. Well, he's he's like the ultimate good guy. Yep. Um. All right. Now we get Frankie Monet versus Jade, and I didn't write down her last name, so I don't um, know if you have it. I think it's Cora Jade is her name. Cora so, Jade. So Jade might be her oh. last name, I guess. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I refer to her as Jade throughout. So that is fine. Um. So Frankie, um, we have to. I have to say, comes out in the most lavish coat <laughs> yeah. that I've seen in a very long time. It was more of a spectacle than the match itself. Yeah. Um, so Frankie gets Jade into the corner um, and now into the center of the ring and Frankie plants Jade face first on the mat. Frankie then lots of kicks to the legs and a double slap to the chest then um, screaming, running, double knees to the back then running knees to the front. Um, kick to the stomach, knee to the midsection and then a big clothesline. Um, Jade able to get a few hits in but um, and she goes for a hurricanrana but Frankie reverses um, and then able to drop her for a one. Frankie slams down Jade um, and then uses best Beth Phoenix's finisher for the win. Sorry, Beth Phoenix. I know she calls it like the Glamazon Slam or the something. The Glam Slam, yes. Okay. I don't know what it's actually called, but I know it's Beth Phoenix's move. Yes. Um, 
This was okay. I mean, this was an actual squash match, and it was meant for Frankie to show off yeah. some things. So it did what it did. I mean, I've never seen that move called anything other than the glam slam. Like, that's what they did. That's what it was called when Beth did it. Um, oh, okay. I wasn't mean, sure if that's just what Beth called it, you know? Yeah. I mean, Beth was the glamazon, so right. that was, like, her thing. But it feels like Frankie is sort of like a modern day that, right? Yeah. Um. So uh, maybe I wonder if they're going to tease something between those two because Beth can still go. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're going to they're going to tease like a like the past versus the future type thing. That would be really cool. And mm-hmm. she did interrupt the um, the interview Beth did with EO. So maybe we're doing a slow build here. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, well, anyway, I gave this one and a half because it was a squash. Went for a two. I uh, hmm. um. Grapple says 1.46. What do, what do you think it was Ooh. for you that, uh, like, was it the jacket that put it over the top? or did, Maybe. Did she come out with Maybe. her dog? I think she came out with her dog. Well, she gave the dog to someone else backstage before she Ah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You really wouldn't want the little guy out there. No. With all, the, no. all those well, lights and poppy. sounds. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, too much noise. Yeah, he'd be scared. Yeah. Or she. I don't know uh, if it's a boy or a girl. I honestly don't know. I'm just going to call it Little Doggy. Yeah, Little Doggy is good. Little Doggy. Um, <laughs> next, we see the grizzled young veterans in a video. Um, they don't care about Ciampa and Thatcher. They mm. want the title. And we'll be yes. watching MSK in their match next week. And I forgot we get MSK versus Legato Del Fantasma. Yes. And I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um... So then next we see Bronson Reed. He's celebrating. We see, um, you know, a little bit about his match. Um, And then we see he and Kushida doing a photo shoot, and they are adorable and amazing, and I want them to be a group. That would be fun. (laughs) Right? I'm here Um, for that. Then we get an Imperium video. Walter is calling on Bartel and Eichner to set things straight and bring their style to their United States. Yes. They're supposed to restore order against Brizengo. And yes. I love this. <laughs> Instead they've they've lost a member now. So Yes. But uh, I think they're going after Brizengo again now. <laughs> yes. Look, yeah, they cannot stand their joking ways. Uh no, they're not they're at all. sullying the the sacred mat. That's true. So this is all fun. Mm-hmm. Um okay, we get Bronson Reed out um in a suit. Um, the crowd just loves him. He's gonna. Mm-hmm. He talks about his journey and what he had to go through to get here. Just so amazing. Yep. Um, he is talking um, to the kids about not letting others get in your way. How can mm-hmm. anyone not love this man? Absolutely. Reed calling himself a colossal mountain. Love it. And then Escobar comes out to interrupt. To he's gonna go. He wants to go after the North American title. Mm-hmm. Saying he was born a champion, so he is ready to take on Reed because he wants it. Escobar walking around the ring, um, and the announcer is just dumbfoundedly staring at him. Um, <laughs> Escobar. The crux of Escobar's argument here is that the North American title represents Mexico. It does, so, yes. So it represents him, and I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, um, uh, Bronson Reed being an, an Australian is essentially a pretender to the throne here. He's not from yeah. North America. No. So so it's rightfully Escobar's. And I, I just yes. love this argument. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, um, all three members of Legado del Fantasma make their way into the ring to try and 
beat up on Reed, but then MSK comes out to help Reed um, with Mendoza and Wild. Um, and I love that MSK just gets involved and comes to the aid of all the good guys. Yes. Um, and it's like they're creating a super group of just baby faces. Like, yeah, they. It's, they're it's like, just, we got you. It's just nice to know that the good guys are good enough good guys that they have friends. They make friends. Yeah. They don't even necessarily need to be in a like a stable or group or whatever. It's just nice no. to know that they have friends. Hey, these are good yeah. people who have friends. That's a good thing. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna stick up for you because you're a good person. Like yeah. I love it. I love that that's their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a William Regal address, not an interview, just like an address where he's talking to the camera. Yeah. And I love I love these. I, I love these. Um, and he says we need a new number one contender. Mm-hmm. So um, I think next week um, we're going to get a triple threat match. It's going to be Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano. Yes. Um, the winner of that match will face the winner of the title match at TakeOver. Yes. So, like, how fun, right? We're getting so many fun things. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. I'm looking forward to the match, too. That should be really good. Yes, all three, because Johnny Gargano, I think, fits in with anyone, and Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly have such similar styles, so. Yes. Wait, and triple threat matches, no disqualifications, right? No DQs, correct. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. Can you use weapons in that? Uh, yes. It depends on the, it depends on the people. Sometimes they okay. don't, but I'm pretty sure they can, so yes. Okay. Not that I think these guys would, but like I just like when they do the outside of the mat, the mm-hmm. the ring stuff because that's where all the fun happens. All right, yes. main event time: Karrion Cross versus uh, Finn Balor. And I must warn you, this went way longer than expected. Um, yeah, this was a a good long uh, NXT main event. Um, although good, I thought this was good, but yeah. Too, too high carrying like a lot of this was Finn Balor doing a lot of the heavy lifting as far as I'm concerned I still was, cannot but... get into carrying cross all right well let me get into it because I have some I have some notes on my on my feelings at the end okay um so Finn's starting with some kicks and then goes for the neck um and does not let it go but Finn goes running off the ropes across hits him um with a big knee strike and throws Finn out of the ring Finn does a sliding kick to get Cross down, um, and he goes out of the ring for a moment to, of reprieve. Cross takes very little effort in picking up Finn and tossing him down to the mat. Cross with forearms to the chest, um, then a suplex and a stomp to the foot. Um, Cross does this weird maybe submission where I think he's trying to pop Finn's head like a pimple. Um, <laughs> Finn gets up, though, um, but gets taken down quickly. Finn able to avoid a punch and goes for the side stretch. Um, Finn keeps going for strikes um, to the midsection, but Cross returns with shoulders to the midsection and then shoulders to the back um, and then a kick to the back. Um, Cross then tossing Finn across the ring uh, with and then a German suplex. Cross screams in Finn's face because it's necessary, um, but Finn's able to get Cross into a cross face and then goes back to kicks, rolls Cross up and double stomp to the chest, Finn coming in strong now with lots of hard slaps. Cross responds with a forearm to the back and then tosses Finn out of the ring. Finn gets Cross off the apron um, and tied into the ring skirt. Cross has to go under to get out, um, and Finn kicks him um, in the face, but maybe it doesn't really land, um, and instead Finn lands too hard um, on his back. Um, Cross has Finn over his shoulder uh, and runs him into two corners before slamming him down, which was pretty impressive. 
Finn really trying here to slow things down, but Cross just keeps coming um, after him. Uh, Cross gets Finn uh, by the neck, and Finn takes Cross out by his legs and a double stop to the chest again. Um, Cross able to grab Finn into a straight jacket or something, uh, but Finn flails and eventually finds the rope. Uh, out of the ring and Cross putting Finn into the flexiglass several times, poses for a photo, um, and then puts Finn uh, back into the plexiglass um, with like a crucifix launch i'm just gonna call it um back in the ring finn able to get off a ddt and then a sling blade um it takes cross over the top rope and goes flipping over the top rope um but cross not down like at all and picks up finn and plan um plants him into the announce table which has no give um and vic joseph looks extremely concerned but also like what the hell bro um one yes. more double <laughs> his face was great it was um one more double stomp by Finn and then a double drop kick. Um, Finn going to the top rope, but Cross moves out of the way um, for the coup de gras. Um, Cross now huge German suplex and then a side suplex. Um, Finn staying low to the ground, um, which he should do. Um, Cross goes to run in on him and Finn rolls him up for a two, then an exchange of submissions. Uh, and Cross then strike ex- and then um, strike exchanges. Um, Finn gets a submission in, but Cross rolls through it. Then another submission attempt, um, and Cross's head is purple. Cross, with one hand, um, picks up Finn and slams him down. There is, like, primal screaming coming from the crowd. Um, Save that for when someone comes out, please. I was very confused. (laughs) Cross just going to town here and gets a submission in and puts Finn to sleep. um, And that is how he retains. Yeah. Um, He, he, just Finn Balor's limp body. Um, So I actually thought this was... Cross's best match that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was because of Finn Balor, probably, but I thought there was a lot of quick movements, which we don't usually see out of his matches. He did a lot more um, than just being a big man hurting people as well. Um, I also appreciated that Finn never hit his finisher for Cross to kick out of, so it reserves his standing. Yes. Um, and overall, I actually was surprised, and I really enjoyed this. I thought this match was was really good, too. Um mm. This was, uh, I think I liked maybe their, I think I maybe liked their stand and deliver match a little bit more. Uh, the one that they had on the last takeover. It's a here or there thing. Like it's a, a tiny matter of degrees. I think I maybe gave that one three and a half. I gave this one three and a quarter. Um, Aww, me too. Hey, look at that. Uh, like, mm, to me, that still feels low for what should be a high-profile NXT match for the for the championship. Like to me, there's a higher uh, there's like a higher bar for like that level of uh, like for that level of the card. And I st- like Karrion Cross just doesn't do it for me. Like I know what they see in him, but like, and I can see how they see those things but it's not translating at least to me like there's nothing for me to latch on to right where i care about this and uh like him as a as a character or whatever um and there's not really a lot there in the matches either where i'm like oh that's really cool or oh he's so great like he's not bad like three and a quarter is good but yeah i don't know i think too with the regular with a regular episode, I usually don't go above like it. Like three and a half is like amazing. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah. it doesn't really hit there on a normal show. Yeah. Um, I mean, there have been times you know? I'm sure, I'm sure if we go back to like ye old one hour days of, oh, of NXT, yeah. I'm sure there was some Johnny Gargano or some Adam Cole or, uh, you know, things that were headlined during that period of time where things jumped like three and a half was probably a regular bar that was either met or cleared uh, on the one hour show. Like not all the time, but things were, things were fairly high caliber. But I mean, like, like I noted here, I thought their takeover match was only marginally better than this. And that was on a, a big show where they were given uh, you know, a bigger stage with more story time and more ring time and things like that too. Uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely not Finn Balor. I think it's just definitely Karrion Cross isn't isn't doing it for me. Like I get that Finn was not going to win. They did their best to hype this match up, but in the end, the the ending was what most people presumed. And I'm not even saying it was a bad call because mm-hmm. like Finn shouldn't get the title back right now. They just established Karrion Cross as the champion. He should get a chance to. Uh, to do something with it. Um, it's not working for me, yep. but that doesn't mean it's not working for other people. So like, I get yep, it, but... he is, he is our champion. We just have to accept it. Yeah. See, uh, that's the attitude, Jacqueline. <laughs> that's very cheery attitude. Uh, <laughs> Grapple gave it a 3.53. Wow. Okay. So Grapple may be liking carrying cross more than us. Yeah. Just a, just a tad, but a little just bit more than us. Just enough. Uh, so we've got, uh, so this was a fun show, but, and, but we've got what looks to be another really fun show. In fact, I would wager a much better show, uh, next time with essentially a, a double main event. So I'm eager to, no. I'm, I'm eager to talk. Well, is there only one true main event in your mind? No, because if you look on Twitter, the triple threat match is opening the episode. Ah, well, I mean, so. when I, when I say double main event, I guess, I mean, in terms no, of no. the uh, status of the mat, like their importance to uh, ongoing events, um, no. but yeah, both are. Well, I mean, only one, only one match, Jacqueline, can actually end the show. Which right. uh, so the term double main event really only refers to like the stature of the matches and their importance. I don't know. The last time NXT used um, double main event, they mm. actually had two matches that kind of main evented. So were they back to back like that? Well, I mean, they did. They yeah. did. They did do that when they did the the two the nights takeover. of takeover. But that's cheating. They had two nights. Um, no, no. But for the one mat, the one night they did oh, Adam did they? Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. That's true. Double and they main were, event, and they were back to back. So that's true. yes. So, um, well, they're opening with Kyle, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano, which means the main event of the show will really have uh, the their work cut titles. out for them. Yeah. Well, they have their work cut out for them to try to top that opener then, because that's going to be a tough one to top, because it should be I think really MSK versus Legato Del Fantasma, though, they, they can, can bring do some it. spectacle. Mm-hmm. They yeah. could absolutely do it. And I'm sure, so. I'm sure the fire will be lit under them to, to outperform the opening match. So, uh, I'm sure. All the motivation, I'm sure, will absolutely be there. Uh, all right, everybody. So that's the podcast uh, for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Uh, and, of course, uh, Cinema Geekly completely ad-free and listener-supported, which means uh, there are a couple ways that you can uh, help 
to keep the the ship running smoothly we have a uh, patreon patreon.com slash cinema geekly and uh we just opened a merch store geeklymerch.com where you can buy uh various uh apparel and uh, and other items emblazoned with uh cinema geekly podcast uh images uh, stuff from the the main show stuff from like pjs and hear the walking dead and uh if you are so inclined or interested and you want something uh with uh what comes next emblazoned upon it uh just hit us up on the socials, Cinema Geekly on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram or cinemageekly at gmail.com is the email address. If you have uh, anything uh, that you would like to see, I'm still, Jacqueline, I'm still really thinking very heavily about this you yelling out war games and just putting it on a shirt. Like, it needs to be done. I don't know if WWE has actually made a William Regal yelling war games shirt, but they should if they, they have It has not. <laughs> That's crazy to me. They're I'm very angry about it. <laughs> right? I feel like they're leaving money on the table there. Uh, I would have bought it by now. <laughs> but that's something we could probably make happen here. So, I mean, not with Regal, of course, because that would be a, a copyright infringement. Copyright. But mm -hmm. uh, we would not do that sort of thing, of course. Uh, but... Uh, if this is something you're interested, just drop us a line, let us know, and then it will become a thing uh, at geeklymerch.com. All right. So uh, this podcast is also uh, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time where we will talk about more NXT on the USA Network and the Peacock as we see Legato Del Fantasma challenge MSK for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Yeah.